Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Julia's show, My Talk 107 on everything. Entertainment, Holly Roberts is in for Lori today. And let's tell you right off the bat here, all this week on the Lori and Julia show, we will be pay, playing Guess the Celebrity Voice. We're going to be giving away Bon Jovi tickets. We got them before you can buy them. So stick around. We'll let you know when we're going to do Guess the Celebrity Voice. That concert is coming up on Saturday, April 28th. Go. So fun. Nice. So much fun. And that is, those are great tickets. I mean, that is a good time. So here is the deal. Miss Holly is with us and you were missing in action last week. Yes. So it's time for our weekend or week claim to fame. Where were you? So I went on a little road trip last week, started in Las Vegas, then drove through Joshua Tree National Park in California. I've always wanted to do that. Is oh, it it's a, yeah, it's fabulous. And then we ended up in the Palm Springs area. We were staying in the town La Quinta. It's like 40 minutes south of Palm Springs. And the one thing I think I learned on my vacation, and I want to give this out as, as a pro tip, is never park next to a car in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Just don't do it. Don't do it. What do you mean? What? Well, okay. So this <laughs> well, is what happened. Sex. So yeah, they were having oh, sex totally. in the car. Oh, totally. Oh, in the car. Oh, oh, totally <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Like Thank you for reading between so, the lines. Because so. we were driving in the middle of the Mojave Desert to get to Joshua Tree. It's like an hour and a half in the desert. I mean, it is desolate. There is nobody around. And we thought it was a good idea to like, oh, look, there's a scenic place. There's these people parked here. Maybe this is a place that's designated to get out and stretch your legs and take a picture. Well, we pulled up next to the car. And they were doing the boom and boom. And they were just full on servicing each other. I don't even know who was doing two to what, and I don't know what kind of people they were or anything. Hysterical. I just saw. I just what saw time a blur. Was it? it was a, a wonderful sunny day. middle of the day. Middle mm, late afternoon. Yeah. Okay, that's still so still funny. sunshine. So no one else is around. It's no just, one. No one. And they're probably like, why would they park next to I us? I just wanted to take a scenic here. picture, Julia. Oh, that's I'm so hysterical. naive. I'm so naive. Okay, so I, I so then we burnt rubber and we got out of there, and I was like, "Don't look back! Don't look back! Don't look back!" Oh my gosh! I mean, maybe they wanted us to look at them, but I didn't really no, want to entertain that so. idea. No, I don't think so. So don't do it, okay? Oh, that's so funny. Did you rent a convertible or something? <laughs> no, we just rented a small SUV. Okay. No, no convertibles. Did you no, camp nothing like that. Or? No, we actually stayed at a couple of cool hotels. One of them was the Joshua Tree Inn, and that is in Joshua Tree, and it's 
the f- hotel where Graham Parsons died. You know, Graham Parsons, mm-hmm. the country rock guy, mm-hmm. Flying Burrito Brothers and stuff. Well, he passed away in that hotel. And John Barrymore used to like to stay out there. Donovan used to stay at this hotel. So they have it all decorated. So if you're really into cool in the classic rock, go there. And then we also stayed at another hotel that used to be the writing place. It was the Spa of the Stars back in the day in old Hollywood. So that was really cool, too. So it was just it was a wonderful time. I didn't have to wear a jacket like that was the best thing Mm -hmm. because it's cold here. And it was just beautiful weather. And it was beautiful weather. It was hot. So go out there. Take the road trip to Joshua Tree. Julia, you will love it because I know you're you're a desert-loving girl. Yeah, I I am. But I also wanted to go. What's the first place you said you went to? Uh, Vegas. No, but after Vegas. Joshua Tree. Yeah, okay. I feel like there was (laughs) something in between there that I've always wanted to go to. The Mojave Desert? No, that wasn't it. Okay, I don't know. All right, well, we'll get to this I'm just adding places. I'm adding places in there. Did you go to the Arby's Vigil in Uptown? I didn't make it. But we we talked about that on Friday. Donnie, what was your weekend claim to fame? Uh, My weekend claim to fame was seeing uh, love songs at the Chanhassen Theater with the fabulous Armadillos and, of course, Pamela McNeil. Now, she's not the only vocalist. They have four vocalists, and she's part of that. And an incredible show. Those guys are absolutely amazing. Every song was great. Uh, I can't, if, if you get a chance, folks, to see the fabulous armadillos, go see them. They are just great. And Pamela McNeil closed before the encore, closed the show with I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. And it was unbelievable. She was I, such an amazing she was, singer. She, she was really Whitney, is. She was Whitney Houston. Yep. She's that's a, how good she oh was. Oh, yeah. I know. She's so yeah. amazing. I just, we love, love, love her. Yep. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. What about you, Julia? I, um, it just got so much stuff done this weekend. It was one of those. Yeah. Little errands and literally and went through and- bank statements for the entire year, credit card statements for the entire year. This, I mean, it really found some things that I didn't know <laughs> were in there. You know, and your credit card statements? Were they, did you find the things, things in the trunk of your car? Did I find what? Did you find those missing things in the trunk of your car? No. No? No. Nope, I just, it was not even that. It was just kind of, I, I'm so bad. I I wait till the end of the year to do it, and just getting ready for taxes and stuff. Well, and of just course, you're not found bad. out how it's... much money you spend on some of you know because America Express Express summarizes how much you spend on each thing for the year. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And you look through your items. I was and... telling my sister how much I spent on something. And she goes, "No, wait a minute." <laughs> but wait a minute. What did you itemize out how much you spent on shoes and black jackets? And I'm like, shut up. You know, and you're like, don't be jealous. A, that's just a sister thing to do. But I spent a lot of time watching the Olympics, which was so fun. Mm-hmm. And we have a little audio here kind of setting it up. It's with Amy Robarts from Good Morning America talking about what where we're at today with the Olympics. It was a great start for American athletes at the Winter Games here in Pyeongchang. And it all began with 17-year-old Red Gerard and 27-year-old Jamie Anderson, who both will be taking home gold medals in the men and women's snowboard slope-style competition. And then, of course, we have Marai Nagasu, who became the first American woman to ever complete a triple axel at the Winter Games in the women's figure skating team competition. So she made history today. And U.S. figure skater Adam Rippon helped his team to the bronze medal, but he did raise some eyebrows because he placed third behind two competitors who both fell on the ice. He, even though his performance was rock solid, it was to a lesser degree of difficulty, but still a lot of people on social media saying Adam Rippon was robbed. We have so much more to cover throughout the events here over the next two weeks, and we have a lot of highlights to bring you. Can't wait for it. And the weather's warming up, Robin. That's the best news of all. That's <laughs> that what is great. But a lot of people are saying that Rippon was ripped off. That's how they were saying it on social media. It was yes. so- Exactly. <laughs>
He was so good and didn't fall. Do you agree he with did, them in well, saying that all, he should have been higher placed? Well, the thing is with the ice skating, oh man, it is fun to watch that ice skating. And um, it's there's part of the score is technical and part of the score is artistic. You right. Know, choreography so the technical stuff you know you get do get scored higher or lower there's this one 15 year old um woman from russia i don't know what her name was but she um did all of her jumps in the second half of her program Mm -hmm. because you get an extra bonus score so the first half she's just getting her edging in and doing some of these other things and then when she gets to the second half and those long skates are long yeah. And then she just starts jumping and jumping and she got higher than anybody I've ever seen. But so it's just how they score technically, but he was really really good and I think if you fall, you should get a bigger demerit. But sure. then again, supposedly those other people tried more. I don't know. That yeah, was yeah. Uh, Alina Zagatova. Oh my gosh. She like, was incredible. He's going to yeah. be the gold medal for the girls, but there's um a snowboarder, this um Red Gerard, this 17-year-old kid who last year was basically in a coma. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, he that, hurt yeah. himself so bad. Yeah. He busted his spleen, hurt his neck, everything, and he came back. And it's just make or break at the Olympics because he literally, his first two scores were so low, he was way out of the competition. But on his third one, he was high enough and got gold. Yeah. I mean, it was fun watching it. Um, cool. But anyway, when we come back, oh dear, the story, the story. And I cannot believe how juicy it's getting. We'll be right back. Got a girl with California eyes, and I thought that she could really be the one this time, but I never got the chance to make a mom because she fell in Thanks for hanging out with us today. You're listening to Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071. Holly's sitting in for Lori today. Um, I want to let people know we still do have a chance to save your butt for Valentine's Day. If you want to um, save you, you can go to the MyTalk1071.com website and just click on My Talk Saves Your Butt and um, enter in, you know, an, a little uh, paragraph about epic things that have gone wrong in the past and why you want us to make you reservations at these great, great restaurants that we have reservations at for tomorrow night. Plus, we're giving you some nice jing to buy dinner with. So um, you have till midnight tonight. Eleven fifty nine. Okay. To enter. To be exact. Yes, yes. to be exact. So yes. there's still time if people need to deal with that. Okay. Okay. The biggest thing oh. besides the Olympics and everything else, and reading about three M versus the state of Minnesota, holy Toledo's, because <laughs> that's going to start soon. If anyone wants to know about that. <laughs> Um, so you this digress. Is, but you this digress. Is, this is this is, is the hot gossip of the moment. SJP and Kim Cattrall. Okay. For those of you, and I listen to Clean and Bradley, and they never watch Sex in the City. I don't know if you're the same, Holly. I watched it after it was on. Sure, but you've seen it. But have I have seen, seen it all. Yes, I've seen it all. I've okay. seen the whole series. Okay, so it started in 1998. And it ended up in 2004. Oh, the show's 20 and years at, old. I know. At the time, it was everything. It was revolutionary. It was um, women. It was on HBO, so they could talk about sex. They were single women having sex like a man for the first time you ever kind of saw on TV without the needing relationships and things. Right. And there were four different women, and everyone would say, are you a Samantha? Are you a Miranda? Are you a this? Are you a that? Lori always got to be Samantha, which was the raciest one. I always had to be... 
you know, the prissy one or something. But it was, we <laughs> always did this. whoever you want, and Julia. Just, I know, but even to date, <laughs> so when this came out, Lori and I at the same time invented nipple enhancers that we actually got, Lori got on Sex in the City. She wrote to Michael Patrick King and they were part of a show. And we went out there and we saw it be filmed. I mean, this right. was like the biggest thing in the world. Oh, of course. Um, so anyway, everyone, there's been all these things coming out about the relationship between Kim Cattrall, who really had the raciest gig and was a steam sealer and was hysterical on Sex and the City versus um, Sarah Jessica Parker, SJP. So just to go back, what happened is... Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, we know they, after the show, um, went off the air, they did Sex and the City 1. Yes. Made a gob of money. They did Sex and the City 2, mm-hmm. which people didn't love, but I still loved. I thought it was hysterical. And then they were just getting recently ready to do Sex and the City 3. Yeah, in the fall. In the fall. When everything broke down and, um, Kim Cattrall said, I'm done. I'm 60. I don't want to play that character anymore. I don't want to do nude scenes. I'm done. And then... She started talking about how Sarah Jessica Parker might have not been that very nice to her back in the day. Mm -hmm. So here's what um, came out of this. So over the weekend or last week, I think it was um, Kim Cattrall's brother went missing somewhere Mm -hmm. in Canada. We don't know what happened to him. Mm -hmm. And then they found his body and he had died. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the postings, because she posted this on Instagram, just in that posting, Sarah Jessica Parker sent her a note that said, dearest Kim, my love and condolences to you and yours and Godspeed to your beloved brother. Or I think that was when they were looking for him or something. Um, and then she said, I'm so sorry for the pain, you know, that you're going through at this point in time. And then everything blew up this past Saturday when Kim Cattrall responded with a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. And it seemed a little irrational. And she wrote back, my mom asked me today, when will that at Sarah Jessica Parker, that hypocrite, leave you alone? Oh, your continuous reaching out is a painful reminder of how cruel you really were then and now. And then in all quotes, let me make this very all in caps clear. If I haven't already, you are not my family. You are not my friend. So I'm writing to tell you one last time to stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl's persona. Oh, oh. Kim Cattrall. And then she linked a post from a 2017 newspaper storyline headline inside the mean girl's culture that destroyed sex and the city. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes. Now, here, if we backtrack. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that post was from two days ago. Yes. This yeah. was on Saturday. Yeah, this is, yes, okay. This now I just want to backtrack a little bit. So Where are we going? In 1998, when Sex and the City, it was based on a Candace Bushnell book. Mm-hmm. And she was a columnist for the New York uh, Daily News and wrote a sex column. And they said, you know, let's, let's do a TV show. So at that point in time, Sarah Jessica Parker was a big darn deal. Yes. Compared to Kim Cattrall, who was in like Porky's and Mannequin. And some other movies, but Sarah Jessica Parker's star was way... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. 
platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Writer? Yeah, she's been on Broadway yep. since she was a child. And uh... Yep, she was the bigger star. Mm-hmm. So when, and they had to convince Sarah Jessica Parker to take the job at Sex and the City. She originally didn't want Well, sure, she's like, I'm a movie star. What right. am I doing here on TV? Right. Come on, it's so beneath us. That's uh-huh. how they all used to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so um, what happened is, um, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, her backstory is she grew up in Nelsonville, Ohio. She was Annie yes. on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right. That's when she started. Yeah. Then she had this famous... Um, relationship with Robert Downey Jr. and lived with him. And that was when he was addicted to heroin and crazy. And then she moved out. But she was extremely ambitious because she has like a gob of siblings and she was the sole bread earner from when she was like eight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she always has had this just drive, drive, drive. So when the gals started at Sex and the City, it was 1998. And Sarah Jessica Parker in the second year got an EVP credit, yes. so which means she gets part of the show. She got way more money. And at one point, she was being paid a million dollars compared per episode compared to the three other right. ladies. And so it was when, during this period, Friends had already negotiated. They had started out the Friends cast at 75000 an episode. They mm. were up to. And they all said, let's stick together and let's get a million. Right. Yeah, and that was a famous negotiation yeah, at the was, time. Yeah. Right. Where they're like, we're all getting a million dollars or we're not doing the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Sarah Jessica Parker didn't want to do it. Yeah. Okay. So people were pissed because when, if you watch the show, Samantha really, really was way more than SJP, but SJP got more time. Um, She was in with Michael Patrick King. Darren Mm -hmm. Starr had left the show who was more a Kim Cattrall person, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, then they would always say, um, there were all these other little stories that came out. One of them was in 2002 when a showbiz magazine claimed that Kim Cattrall had let slip that Cynthia Nixon had suffered a miscarriage mm-hmm. and was planning another pregnancy. And that stunned her coworkers. Um, and they thought of it as this huge betrayal. Sure. Then, it, then they were going on location in Atlanta and SJP rented a house for herself, Kristen and Cynthia and didn't invite Kim Cattrall to stay with them. So it was kind of like what she's saying is there was this mean girl thing. But at the same time, Kim Cattrall was married and they thought she wanted her own home. So it's a he said, she said. Sure. But back in 2004, when the series ended, um, they asked Kim, you know, how do you feel about the series and moving forward? She goes in about your colleagues, coworkers. She says, if I miss them, I can just put in a DVD like everyone else. So that started oh. kind of the story. There's sure. so much more to the story. There is a lot. We're going to get back to it. But oh my gosh. Daggers, daggers are flying. <laughs> People are taking sides. <laughs> we'll be back to it. First, we're going to hear about something you lovers can do.
Well, if you don't have someone who tells you how perfect you look, you might want to listen up. We're going to get back to the Sex and the City <laughs> scandal between Kim Cattrall and SJP. But in the meantime, there's, um, you know, we always hear about different ways to meet people, different websites, different this, different that. But now, this came, this started last year, and I thought it'd be fun to hear more about it. It's Finding Love on the Chairlift with Speed Dating next Saturday at Afton Elbs. And we have Pam Hoy with us to tell us all about it. Hi, Pam. Hi. How are you guys? We're great. Good. We're great. Okay. So how does this work? Okay. So we are working with Luma Dating Service. And so they join us out at Afton. And um, we take, they help us with the pairing. And so we sort everybody by age and sometimes interest, depending upon if you want, if you identify somebody you want to take a ride with. And you hop on chair six, lift six at Aspinel. You ride up the chair together. Um, you can ski down together if you feel like you had a connection and you want to take another ride. Or you can just ski off in the opposite direction and there's no love left. Okay, but now, so, wait a minute. This, Pam, <laughs> I was reading this and I'm thinking, all right, first of all, it's your second year. Like, how many people participated? I, last year, I am proud to say that we had... Almost 90 people participated. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's amazing. Wow. And it was predominantly male. Um, usually I learned from Luma that with a dating event like this, it tends to be, it leans more to females attending than men. And mm-hmm. um, so ladies, um, this is the event. Let's let's get that percentages balanced out a little bit. Okay. Is there, and, it's, and you said it's for everyone 21 to 70, 70 years old. So Correct. let's... So someone comes out there, because this starts next um, Saturday. Saturday. Um, let's see, registration's at 2, and then the speed dating is from 3 to 5. Okay, so you get out there at 2 o'clock, you yep, sign up you for can. the event. How can they tell, you know, your profile and this and that? How is that all going to work? How do they match you with the right person so you start off? You know, yep, the 50-year-old isn't with the 24-year-old. Yep, everybody, everybody is... We encourage pre-registration. Okay. Um, and then that information goes to Luma upon arrival. And even if you register that day, that's totally fine, too. But everybody gets a number, so you're still protected. You know, the privacy piece is still there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then if you you make a note that you want to, you know, I, I have an interest in bachelor number five. And then if there's a mutual connection after the event, um, Luma does the introduction. And we did have some people that continued on dating after the event last year. Oh, well, so, that's fantastic. Uh, this is, yeah. I, just, I just can't imagine because I just am going all the way back to like fifth grade skiing in grade school. <laughs> and you'd ride up a chairlift with a boy. And then if you didn't like it, because it's so nerve-wracking. And then if you don't like them, you actually would ski down and... And they're probably thinking, well, are we going to go up again? And you ski in the other direction? I mean, that is so (laughs) cold. But what I'm thinking, Pam, I'm imagining, you know, because (laughs) I'm looking and you're encouraging people, like, don't worry about it. Go and ski and talk to as many people as possible. And like you said, that if there is a match, that you can go through Luma and they'll be able to connect you guys. So there's no... So, Julia, if you were scared of being skied away from... No, I mean, like, I just think it's such a... No, I know. it's, It's such like an old school primal thing, right? There's a, a, you know, we also have a little post-reception at 5 o'clock after, so there could be some natural continued conversations that happen in our pub. And what we're at at new this year is 
Japa Salon is going to arrive, and they're going to do. They're going to help um, our bachelorettes and bachelors get rid of their nasty helmet hair. Oh, sure, I just like, think you look so good in that. <laughs> <laughs> just little touch-ups, so that way they can move on to a, a happy hour and feel like their hair is in good shape, their makeup's been freshened. So you're the best there, version of yourself. And was there, like, I mean, really, were there all age groups that were represented? There I mean, was. Next, next weekend, it's going to be, like, 30, I mean, it's going to be nice. It's, it's going to be really, really nice. And um, I know that what we did, too, is we picked lift seven, or excuse me, lift six, which is our lot, one of our longest lifts. So it's about 45 seconds or 40 seconds. And you get to go past the very romantic bra tree. I was just going to say, I know which one this is. You go by the bra tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you can do what you what you do on that chair. Like if you decide to add to the bra, bra tree, so be it. If you decide to make comments, if you decide to get embarrassed about the bra tree, it's just it's all about ambiance. And then there's a little, like a shaded area on that lift. It is. So, it's a long one. <laughs> it's a long one. If you like each other, okay. So how do people sign up, Pam? So they can go to our website if they go to AspenElf.com and then click on events. Uh-huh. And the speed dating um, page, there's registration right on our website. Oh, my dear. Fun. All right. This is hysterical. It's so fun. Yeah, my girlfriend and I are probably going to do this. Yay. Yeah, you we're probably going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can talk to Donnie after. Yeah, okay. Sounds thing. good. Okay. Go for it, Julia. Go <laughs> for no, it. No, I'm going to do it as a test. I yes. want to experience it to come back and share it with everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Pam, thanks for your time. And how are things out at the hills? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. I'm really happy with it. It's a little cold today, but as you mentioned, the weather's going to warm up a bit, and the train's great. I was out skiing yesterday. It's perfect conditions. Oh, good. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, and yeah, best thanks. of luck. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you Saturday. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Pam. I know. Thank I, you. I know. I just think. Ooh, you got to jump in and do it. Well, I think it's kind of a funny concept. I'm I'm doing everything for experiences. Now. Well, I, I like the concept, though, because you said that the lift is about 45 seconds long. Mm-hmm. You can talk to it's somebody. It's longer than that. It's not just 45 seconds. It's like <laughs> three or four or five minutes. There's no way a lift can get you up that fast unless there's, they've put in speed lifts, which I'm not aware of. Okay, but three to five minutes, that's yeah. great. And then you can ski off and then you mm-hmm. can go to the next one and get your makeup touched up at the very end and then go to the happy hour. It's perfect. <laughs> and the fact that they're, they are teamed up with a dating service, they can handle the logistics because that to me is very appealing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, okay, I'm just a number. Don't worry about it. I'm just a number. I'm just a number? I'm just a number. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, good Lord. All right. Where were we? <laughs> where, where were we? Uh, well, Sarah Jessica we Parker. We were oh, talking more gosh. drama okay, now, about Sarah Jessica okay, Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall. Now, here's Andy Cohen on his uh, his show this morning weighing in because he was so shocked about Kim Cattrall's response. Because if, you, if you're just catching, tuning in with us, Sarah Jessica Parker wish Kim Cattrall... You know, um, we're thinking about you with the loss of your brother and Kim Cattrall finally just sends back a scathing note. You're not my family. Get over it. Try. You're a mean girl. You were never nice back then. Blah, 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 blah. You're a phony. You're a phony. So yeah. here is um, here is Andy Cohen weighing in. So, yeah, I woke up Saturday morning and there's this I thought it was fake. I was like, there's no way Kim Cattrall has posted this on her Instagram. Uh, This is a woman who is in the middle of grieving the loss of her brother, which is tragic and sad. 
she accused SJP of exploiting a tragedy. And I've been getting all these tweets from people. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, I just, I mean, I was thinking about it over the weekend. And I was like, well, she follows Kim on Instagram. Kim posted about her brother dying. And she expressed her condolences on the post. Was it in a comment? Or I, it yeah, like she posted it in a comment. She Did was she like, make her own post? No, no. no. Good point. I, she was like, hey, I, I, she said something like, you know, my heart goes out to you and your family during this time. Uh, you know, like one line. That's it. And then she was doing press all last week for divorce. And, you know, guess what? When you're doing press, you're asked the same questions about what's going on. So people, I'm sure, were like, what do you think of, uh, you know, what happened? And she simply and, you know, concisely expressed her condolences. I would not call that exploiting a tragedy. What was she supposed to do? Say something bad? I mean, I don't understand. What what the tweet the tweet made it sound like all right enough lab. about that oh, oh seriously we need to deconstruct what Andy Cohen just said about that oh I know okay this is just people if someone wants to weigh in I mean because this this feud's been going on for so long and I have certain feelings about it but I don't think mm-hmm. they're right or wrong but I will go back to if I was in an ensemble like Sex in the City and one of the people was getting paid so much more money than the others no matter how darn nice they were and they wouldn't band together to try to negotiate a better deal for all of us I think that'd be a hard one yeah so you're going all the way back to the salary negotiations where Sarah Jessica Parker became executive producer and then therefore not only did she get the money but she had the story control that the Mm -hmm. other women didn't where it was kind of like I'm okay with the story control and all that but it's Mm -hmm. the money per episode that would be the part that I would have Mm -hmm. a hard time with I get it Mm -hmm. because now you know 20 years later whatever it affects you sure no the other two have never comment well that's because they're the nicest kindest women in the world and i do really believe that they always had a great relationship Mm. and from Lori and our experience the other three the three of them Mm -hmm. were so kind to us kim cattrall was so not yeah Mm -hmm. but that is you know one day yeah who cares i'm nothing you know what i mean yeah and you don't know what was going on anything all i know that she's not too wonky nipples all right goodbye we'll be right back to discuss (laughs) this dramedy what are we gonna call it just it's crazy yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. Are you ready for it? All right, everybody. We are discussing what is just a, a long-standing issue feud. I think I don't know, but between uh, SJP and Kim Cattrall, and just to give you a little bit of the information, SJP um, on Instagram wished Kim Cattrall and her family, you know, um, thoughts and prayers when their her brother passed away. And then um, Kim Cattrall, a week later, responded on Instagram, both very public. Uh, What is wrong with you? You're a hypocrite. Leave me alone. I want to make it very clear. You aren't my family. You're not my friend. And quit being such a nice girl when you were a mean girl. Mm -hmm. So who, and we want to hear you weigh in. Who, who, what do you guys think? Is this, first of all, why are they doing this out loud? I don't know. But who do we have, Donnie? Uh, Carla. 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 What are your thoughts? 
Hi. You know, I don't usually get upset about this stuff. I love to listen to it, but I'm so upset about this. I am all Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that Sarah Jessica Parker, if you really care about somebody you had a relationship with, you send them a note. We were talking you don't about this. write it on Instagram. Right. Writing it on Instagram makes it all about her. And it sounds to me that's the whole synopsis of their relationship. It was all about Je- SJP Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I-, I, I'm just so upset by it. You send a note. You don't write it on Facebook. You send yeah, a note. It's very important. Thank, thank you, Carla. I appreciate thank you, Carla. That. You know, when we were talking about that during the break, because we were talking about Andy Cohen's comments about this whole thing, he was talking about it on his SiriusXM show. And that's exactly the point where Sarah Jessica Parker knows and understands that her statement is public. Oh, and it just drives me crazy. Yes, you it know, is, it and, need to and, be. and it's and it's a very calculated thing. Whenever you comment on somebody's Instagram and you know it's in a public space, you're saying that not only you know you may have sincerity behind your statement, but you're also making a statement about yourself, a strategic statement. So that's kind of what it reads to me. Where Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, like Carla said, uh, if it was a truly meaningful relationship, she would have reached out in private and sent her condolences, and it would have been as simple as that. I agree with this 100%. I don't understand. I don't understand half the world right now and their public need to do public things. Sure. I mean, there's, it's like, in Sarah Jessica Parker to me seems one manners, manners 101 yes. is are her. You know, I would, I would think the etiquette because, but also Cynthia Nixon responded and said she was thinking about her. Um, and, you know, um, that went over fine. Thank mm-hmm. you for your thoughts. It's all between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. Right. Well, and I, I was looking through Sarah Jessica Parker's Instagram feed, uh-huh. and I found this photograph from January 13th, and she's showing off a T-shirt that a fan made of Sex in the City 3, produced by Tim Burton. So it's this kind of fan mashup T-shirt. Oh, gosh. And well, Tim Burton, who did the crazy one. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, so right. So it's this yeah. piece of uh, fan art, and it shows... Cynthia Nixon, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kristen Davis. No Kim Cattrall on this t-shirt. It's just the three ladies. That, to me, is very deliberate shade at Kim Cattrall. Why would you put that on your Instagram account that has how many followers? Oh, she has four million followers. That's making a strong statement without saying anything. So then, you know, to to come out and say, you know, condolences to your family when you do stuff like that, it does come come off a little, like, mm, convenient. Okay, now if we were even to go back further, let's go back. um, (laughs) Let's go the way back. (laughs) Has gone on and off Twitter because she hated the haters. Remember? Yes, I remember. Yeah, remember she hated Mm -hmm. the haters, and then then to even just take it further, um, Rex Reed, I believe it was, um, just mercilessly wrote terrible things about the mole on her face. Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker's oh, mole, yeah, well, and she had it removed that's, that's then. That's who he is. I mean, but it was <laughs> just know. mean, yeah. mean, mean. Yeah. But she went on and off Twitter because she couldn't stand the hate. Yep. And you can't really, so that even takes it further. The social, you really do write a handwritten note. Mm-hmm. Um, 
be, if they were friends. Well, that's exactly the point. So, and so I yeah. think that Kim Cattrall, well, since Sarah Jessica Parker made this kind of display on social media, I'm going to p- also put my feelings on social media and I'm going to be really raw and honest about it. I'm coming. It seems like her post was coming from a real and truthful place for Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it. Oh, it bothers me so much because yeah. the whole thing about this whole show, I mean, I'm sorry, Kim Cattrall's Samantha was hysterical. Oh, she was amazing on that show. She was show. so funny. And yeah. then they've even got, okay, so other people that are coming out of the woodwork right now, <laughs> on Us Magazine, yeah. um, Dean Winters, who was in the first season of Sex and the City. Oh, coming out of the woodwork. Uh, I know. What? And now it's not of, is it Aiden play? or is it Mr. Big? He played, I don't know, one of the boyfriends in the very first year. Oh, wow. Um, but he says, I can't, you know... I try to stay out of that BS, you yeah, know, the drama. Oh, oh. And then he goes on to say, I've known SJP for 25 years. Um, I like her. Kim's nice too, but Sarah and I have history, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's, you know, really nothing. He says nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he says nothing. And then Molly cool. Shannon, who's a co-star of um, Sarah Jessica Parker's on Divorce mm-hmm. on HBO, which, by the way, the second season, Lori said, is way lighter yes, it and is. fun. Have yeah. you been watching it? I have been watching okay. it. And I agree the with first Lori season, 100%. Okay, because the first season, I'm like, I thought it was going to be a funny yeah, show. very dark. Yeah. But yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's okay. a lot more fun than and, the first and season. And Molly Shannon is the fun one, I think, her yes. friend. Um, she says, you know, for me, Sarah's just so supportive and so wonderful. We all get along. Well, okay. Well, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that doesn't, anything. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I I, I appreciate I that people... I think there's truth in all of this, but again, it goes back to the manners. Yeah, it goes back to if the manners, yeah. You don't have to publicly do it, and maybe she, you know, maybe other people want to weigh in on this, 651 641 1071. You know, um, and I think that the reason why we're talking about this story so much is because Sex in the City is back was my, it was a groundbreaker. Well, it was a groundbreaker. And I think that I've, you know, it's been noted, but the series was really sold on the fact that these were four female friends doing everything together when they walked the red carpets at the Emmys, at the Golden Globes. It was all four of them together. Non judgmental. Non judgmental. And that it was girlfriends doing it and empowering each other. And then we're finding out, oh, wait, they're human beings just like the rest of Mm -hmm. us, and there was conflict on the set of this show, I think that there is a lot of disillusionment with that. And that's why the story was so big back in the fall that Kim Cattrall didn't want to do it, and that she was pretty frank about Mm -hmm. why she didn't want to do it. Oh, this is just upsetting. (laughs) But see, you have that emotion because you love the show so much. I do, and I wanted to see Sex and the City 3. I mean, there's other peripheral players. Think of Stanford and think of um, the uh, Kristen Davis's husband, and I just think of all these other fun people that were so much fun that I want to see again. Mario Cantone for crying out loud! Well, I was watching old Sex in the City episodes last week when I was on vacation, and it's just like having old friends in the room, mm-hmm. and you love these characters, and you're emotionally invested in them. All right, let's see who is it, Denny. Uh, this is Jamie. Jamie, yeah. What the heck? I, what the I, heck? I, yeah. I feel like- <laughs> Now, because so everything is so instantaneous, that your first response is to when you see a friend post something on any social media, you respond, and then quite, then you do follow up with a handwritten note. But I don't think it's inappropriate. You at don't, all. okay? No. So you think no. that's just and kind of the social norm now? That is the social norm, and then you do you follow up in a more personal way, um, privately. Okay, but let's just say hypothetically, if maybe something's on the rocks a little bit, do you still think it's okay? Because 
Well, I think she's earned if she doesn't, and, and if she doesn't. If okay. she doesn't say anything, it's radio silence, and then she's an unsupportive person. So I think she, Sarah Jessica Parker is in a no-win situation. Right. I think. Sure. Did you yeah. love Sex and the City? I did. Oh, I yeah. Did. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, thanks for your call, oh, Jamie. thanks for your call. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Oh, Juliet's having a moment here. Oh, <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's kind of heartbreaking. So emotional. It is oh, only I because I just I because I we want love everybody to get to long, get along. Are we can't yeah, we all just get along? I and know. Get paid. All right, um, Melissa Rivers is speaking out about her mom. Um, OJ is getting paid money by people. Peter Rabbit's in trouble. We'll discuss all when we come back. You're listening to my talk 1071 this. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to two hundred dollars off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.